Welcome to the Abundant Soul Aligned Business Podcast, a show all about helping entrepreneurs to navigate building a profitable business as a spiritual woman without sacrificing time, money, or freedom. I'm your host, Sarah Bird, and I've built my own brand from the ground up. If you're ready to create your abundant spiritual business, but have no clue where to start, you're in the right place. I'm here to give you all the guidance and insights into what it takes to launch, scale, and succeed in business from the inside out. We cover the deep inner work of owning a business and the logistics and strategies of setting yourself up for mega success. So let's dive right in. Today, we're talking all about the difference between being an entrepreneur and an employee and how you can know what your natural drive is towards one or the other. I have always believed that you're either built as an entrepreneur or an employee. It's almost like a personality style, just how you're built. If you have spent your whole career believing that you're one or the other, but you're not, you're gonna run into a whole lot of trouble. And I'm gonna talk today about kind of what that looks like when you are living out of alignment with the one that you are. If you're working in a field that doesn't honor your entrepreneur drive and spirit or your employee drive and spirit. Now, one isn't better than the other. There are real pros and cons to both. And so what I see a lot is that people in the entrepreneur space might look at employees as like never living up to their potential or settling in life, um, being in a, being a sheep, not thinking for themselves, not being a leader, having leadership skills. And employees look at a lot of entrepreneurs, especially people in like the coaching industry or MLMs or like entrepreneur bros. They look at them as charlatans or scammers who honestly just need to go and get a real job. Now, there are fair critiques to be made on both sides, but these attitudes about one or the other simply aren't true. They're just stereotypes. So this is more a conversation about how you've got to find the right one that works for you. Uh, There really are lifestyles. So it's kind of like being right-handed or left-handed. I can't do shit with my left hand. I am so heavily right-handed. It's embarrassing. Like basic, I have, my left hand has the motor skills of a toddler, I swear. So if I were forced to do things my whole life with my left hand, of course I would struggle. Now my mother's left-handed. I've got a handful of people in my life who are left-handed. And so I see you Southpaws. I know this is a heavily right-handed world, but most people are right-handed. So if you're listening, this analogy is applicable to you. Um, Now, if you have a logical mind that like lends itself to engineering and numbers, but you picked a career as an artist, your art is going to suck. Sorry to say it. If you just don't have the creative drive in you, your art's not going to be good. Likewise, if you're a creative who got forced into studying engineering or doing some something like that for school, it's going to be a huge struggle for you to stay focused on all the math and the formulas. You might be able to do it, but you'll force yourself through it and you'll end up hating it. 
So being an entrepreneur or an employee is kind of like that, like just not one isn't better than the other. Being an artist isn't better than being an engineer and being an engineer isn't better than being an artist. So I like to think of this through the famous quote from Einstein, who said, who probably said, who knows, he probably said, everyone's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its whole life believing that it's stupid. And that's what I find a lot of people who are in the wrong type of work feel like. So if you're not sure which one you might be, let's take a few case examples on what it's like when you're in the wrong line of work. So I'm going to start with people who are natural employees, but they're working as entrepreneurs. Now, it might seem like a big step to take if you don't really want to be an entrepreneur, like why would someone start a business? But honestly, there's a lot of reasons people become entrepreneurs that aren't meant for it. So maybe they were pressured or even like inspired into entrepreneurship. You know, maybe their friends got into like real estate and then being a a realtor and then said, oh, it's the best thing ever. And so they joined it or maybe they, you know, someone convinced them to join an MLM or maybe their parents expected them to start and run a business or even take over the family business, but they didn't really want to do it. So there's lots of reasons people will get into entrepreneurship who are naturally employees. And the ways that they don't end up enjoying it is that, you know, maybe they were sold on a dream, the the in dream result, but the work was a lot harder than they thought. Maybe they don't like the risk. It's a financial risk. You personally have to put yourself, excuse me, put yourself out there. There's a lot of discipline in managing your own time that's required. Maybe they get into it and then they find that they don't really wanna do the hustle. They just wanna do like an equal exchange. The work that I put in is the money that I'm gonna get out of it. Entrepreneurship really requires too much, um, or not too much, but for an employee, it can feel like it requires too much unpaid upfront work. And they want to guarantee that they'll get paid for their efforts. Totally makes sense. Nothing wrong with that. They also might enjoy that they know what their schedule will be like. They know that they'll always have off on holidays. They don't have to work around the clock. If you do work overtime, if you're hourly as an employee, you get paid for that. And maybe their their job offers benefits um, if they offer that in their company. And so they can take advantage of things like health insurance, if you're in America and need health insurance. Um, They can take advantage of the 401k, things like that. You know, the benefits are really good. And then finally, you know, when it's time to clock out, if you're an employee, you can just leave work at work and then go back to your life and be fully present in your life. So I understand how people who are not built as entrepreneurs want a life of just consistency, predictability. They know what their salary is. They know what income they're going to make. They know what schedule they're on for getting a raise at what time of the year. Like it's very predictable. And then you can make that money, have that security and budget out. And it's not too overwhelming like entrepreneurship is it can feel like just a lot of extra work they just want to put in the effort and then get paid for that so if you are 
working as an entrepreneur and you're like, oh, this sucks. There's so many things about it that I hate. And you're resonating with some of these reasons for just having a regular day job. Maybe you are naturally an employee, but you're working as an entrepreneur. So think about that. Now for the next one, and this is the category I fall in. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably fall into this category. So I know it a lot better. I'm going to explain it a little more in depth. Um, is people who are naturally entrepreneurs, but you're working as an employee. Now, this could be like a regular nine to five job, but it also could be working on another schedule. So like I worked retail for a long time and that definitely was not a nine to five schedule. Maybe you work in a restaurant, like any kind of job where you're working on someone else's schedule. Now, this is what it feels like when you're a naturally an entrepreneur and you're working on someone else's schedule. You are told when to arrive and then told when you can leave and you can plan ahead. They'll give you your schedule for the week out or whatever. But basically you're on someone else's schedule and you end up having to adjust your life around the work schedule rather than adjusting your work around your life. So what I mean by that is that work comes first. That's the biggest priority. Everything else is on hold because you've got to be there from this time to this time. And then your life ends up coming second. When I was doing this, I genuinely lived in a state where no matter how much I enjoyed my job, if I liked my work, I had some really cool roles. I really enjoyed the content of the work. But no matter what, I felt like I was in prison. It felt like being a prisoner because I didn't have freedom in my time. I was being told when I need to show up and when I can leave. And I just felt shackled by that. Like my life didn't come first. My priorities didn't come first. And I would say too that, you know, it's not that in entrepreneurs working as employees don't want to work hard. In fact, if you're a natural entrepreneur, like that's your personality style. Oh my God, are we up for working hard? (laughs) We have to put in so much work to run a business as an entrepreneur, but we've got that drive in us that helps us do, do that. So it's not about putting in effort. We don't mind doing that. It's really the pain comes from not wanting to work on something you don't actually care about. Like, putting in your effort towards someone else's dream rather than what you care about. So it really just requires so much effort and energy just simply to attend work, just simply to show up. And then by the time you finish work, it feels like nothing is left for you. You don't have enough energy or time. You can't put your attention towards what you care about. Your talents are going to someone else. It's all going towards your job. So there's real, a real feeling of suffering just from doing what you don't want to do. Now, again, this is different. If you're a natural employee showing up, doing the job, like you tell me what you want to do. I'll push the papers. I'll sign the paperwork, like whatever. I'll crunch the numbers, just get it done. And then I move on with my life. There's not suffering in it. There's a real ease with just the exchange of like, I'm doing this work and you're paying me money. When you're an entrepreneur at heart, even if you're getting paid for something, even if you don't dislike the work, if you like enjoy and don't mind the work, there is real suffering just from having to do something other than your true heart's desire. 
So here's the cycle that I see a lot of natural entrepreneurs get in. So maybe they have a sense of freedom. Maybe they start a business or try to start a business and are working for themselves. And then they get to a point where they feel like they need security. And so they'll work really, really hard to get a job. I get it. It's, you know, in this day and age, I remember one time I was looking for a job, just like any old, whatever, random like office job. And I literally submitted over a hundred applications, including cover letters, resume, like I adjusted my resume. I wrote an extensive cover letter. Like it takes hours and hours of work. And I submitted over a hundred and didn't get a single call back didn't get a single invitation for an interview. So I know that it can be really hard to like go out and find a job. And then while you're doing that, because you need security, you need money, you like are ran out, everything in your life gets put on hold until you find that job. It's like, that is your one and only attention. That's the only place your attention is going. And then when you finally land that job, maybe you finally get one, then you do feel a little bit of relief because you finally have a sense of financial security. It's like, oh, thank God, the paychecks are gonna be rolling in, I can pay the bills, right? But in the back of your mind, even if it's unconscious, you don't really wanna start, you're just doing it for the security. And deep down, you know, it's at the expense of your freedom. And so it ends up feeling like you get one need met, namely a paycheck rolling in, but it's at the expense of a, of a very real need that we have as entrepreneurs, which is freedom. So just by starting this new job, we're only in the second phase of the cycle, that in and of itself is a point of inner conflict for you. I get it, I've been there a million times. So then you do work the job for a while and you know, things are going along, you're excited at first, but you've got this like hidden, even maybe unnoticed inner conflict. And then after you're working the job for a while, you know, maybe that excitement wanes a little bit and you start to feel like this really tremendous stress from the lack of freedom. You want your life back. That's what I used to keep saying every time I would have a job. It's like, my life is on hold so I can do this dumb job that I don't even care about, work towards someone else's dream. And so the stress builds and builds and builds and over time, eventually you decide like, oh, I have to leave. So maybe you end up leaving this job to gain some semblance of freedom back. And that feels great, it feels wonderful. You feel free for a while, but then you run out of money and you end up having to hustle just to make ends meet. And then you start looking for another job. That's where the cycle starts again. So maybe you've got a lot of work history with jobs lasting less than a year or less than two years. Trust me, this is what's on my resume. <laughs> it's like job hopping. I'm a millennial. Maybe this is common for a lot of millennials, but just job to job to job. To be fair, I graduated with a degree in Tibetan Buddhism in 09, a year after the world economy had crashed. And so I just kind of took whatever jobs I could get. We were all in desperate times at that time. Um, and then the other piece is that, okay, you're going through the cycle, you've got all these jobs on your work history, and you also try to do something entrepreneurial on the side. Maybe you, I remember there was a time where I was working full time, 
And I was trying to host a podcast, not this one. It was a previous one. Um, (laughs) This one's going well. But I was trying to host an old podcast and produce a magazine. And I was doing all the photo shoots for the guests who were in both the magazine and on the podcast. So I would put out a magazine once a month. It was really fun to do, actually. And I would have four guests on my podcast a month, so one a week. And then those guests would get to write an article for the magazine. And then for the magazine, we needed professional pictures. So if they didn't have them, I was doing photo shoots, used to do portrait photography. So it was really fun, but I was doing all of that, like production. It was a one woman show. I was doing so much work in addition to working full time. (laughs) And then during my day job, the whole time I was like resentful for it because it was taking me away from what I was actually passionate about. And surprise, my podcast, my magazine, my photography didn't really get very far. I didn't have enough capacity in my mind, my space, my time, my energy, all of that to devote enough time to it where it could be successful. And then underneath that, I also felt like a fraud because I was like, well, I can't do this full time, even though this is what I want to do, my entrepreneurial ventures. I have to have this day job that I resent, I don't even like. And then as an entrepreneur, I feel like a failure because I am still having to supplement my income with my full-time job. And then that created all of this imposter syndrome issue. And I felt like I had to hide that I had a full-time job um, on and on. So it was just like this really dysfunctional cycle that you get in that is working against your natural flow, your natural energy, your natural state of being. And it gets you set up in this entire cycle that leaves you believing that something is wrong with you. I remember thinking, and maybe you think this too, everyone else has long work history. Why can't I stay at a job for more than a short time? Am I broken? Do I lack people skills? People must hate me. I'm a bad person. Why does every job I take start with excitement, but then quickly turn to resentment? Do I just not have resilience? Am I just rebellious and like can't function as a normal person? All of these questions had me believing that I was a failure. And then that is what you take into your next job search. So if you land a job, you get one that's like beneath your worth, beneath your value, below your skill set. You'll just take anything because you need that stability and you feel like shit about yourself. Or you end up taking a job where you adequately get paid, adequately are compensated for what you do, but you hate the work. You don't want to do it. This is not what you, I have a friend who's a lawyer and she like went and got this law degree, which is years and years of school. It is very difficult. And she got a position in a big law firm and hated it. Absolutely hated it. So then she was like, well, shit, what am I going to do now? I have to be an entrepreneur. She's doing fine. She decided to go in a different direction, but, and started a business that was related to the law industry. So that worked out. But even if you do get paid for, for what you do, you don't like the work and you still feel like an imposter. You still feel like a fraud. So it's a really awful cycle to be in. It's not fun. And no matter what stage you're at, you feel like you're trying to escape it. 
no matter where you are in that cycle, you are always looking for a way out. So if you feel like this, know that I see you, I know what it's like, I know that there's pain and suffering in every part of the cycle, but luckily you don't have to spin your wheel like you're a hamster running on a wheel getting nowhere. So those are the two versions of this. You're you're naturally an employee, but you're working as an entrepreneur that's got a lot of cons to it, a lot of suffering there or you're naturally an entrepreneur and you're working as an employee. Now that's the category I fall in. I am naturally an entrepreneur. It's just how I'm built. I don't know if it's where the stars were aligned on the day I was born, whatever it is, (laughs) we are just built this way. So if you see yourself in either of these and you're starting to say, whichever description I went through, you're like, wow, you know, that one is totally me. I'm here to tell you that there is nothing wrong with you. It honestly can be a huge relief when you realize which one you naturally are. Then you don't have to feel like a failure, feel like you're constantly struggling, feel like something's wrong with you or you're broken. Instead, you can start to lean into your natural way of working instead of resisting against, you know, doing the wrong one or trying to force yourself into doing something that doesn't work well for you. It's like putting a square peg in a round hole. When you figure out which one you are, you can start to put your square peg into a square hole. (laughs) Never said that out loud, so (laughs) that didn't come out quite the way I wanted it to sound, but you get the point. It starts to be a match. So when you get clear about how you naturally work, what your desires are, what your goals are, what your values are, what's important to you, it becomes really clear what your path is meant to be and you can stop spinning your wheels on the wrong track so when you do when you do create this it a whole world opens up to you you can start to relax your life comes into alignment and all of a sudden your way of working what you do as your career starts to become really easy do you know those people who just get everything and it like just seems really easy to them like they get a degree or maybe they don't even get a degree but they just get some random entry-level position and then they work their way up the ladder really fast and they excel and they exceed and they just seem to be in the flow and you're like how is this child of an adult this 22 year old in some high level position like what happened there if you're 22 you're not a child but you're very young in your career um Or have you seen those entrepreneurs who just like have an idea, start it, get it all done, and then it's really wildly successful. And you're like, what the hell? I worked on mine for years. Why didn't it work? That's what I'm talking about. You can just shift into ease and alignment. So how do you make this transition? First off, if you see yourself and you're in either of these examples, you're like, oh no, I'm on the wrong path. First off, bring some gentleness to yourself. Now, my background is in Buddhism, so I'm all about compassion, slowing things down, bringing some mindfulness to it, just really bringing a lot of spaciousness to this. So if you find yourself in in the wrong career path or the wrong style of working, you don't have to make any rash decisions right now. If you're secretly an entrepreneur and you're in a day job, don't just be like, oh, I'm quitting tomorrow. You can, but I would suggest that you don't. If you are considering leaving your business, little plug, I have a podcast called How to Know When It's Time to Leave Your 9 to 5. 
It's in this podcast. So go look at the episode list and you'll find it. And that walks you through the step-by-step decision-making process of like, what do I need to have in place? How do I make the right decision? It's not just a logistical decision of like, do I have the finances for it? There's a lot more to it around, is this right for me? Let me tap into my inner wisdom, right? I talk all about it in that episode. So if you are thinking of leaving your job, go listen to that podcast because it'll really help you walk you through it. But sometimes just knowing who you naturally are is the huge burden that's lifted. So really bring a lot of gentleness to yourself. So that's the first suggestion for how to make this transition from like, oh, I've been struggling and working against who I naturally am into I'm here to honor who I naturally am and I'm gonna go in that direction. So that's step one, be gentle. Step two is really just to get inspired. Think through, what have you always been called to do? What have you always been jazzed about? What do you, when you're scrolling through social media, see people doing and think, oh my God, that's so awesome. I would absolutely love to do that. Some people it's like doing clay pottery. I look at people doing clay pottery and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. That's amazing, beautiful. I don't wanna do it. (laughs) That's not what lights me up. I can appreciate it, but I don't wanna be doing clay pottery. Like whatever, that's just a random example I picked. But I look at other things like people traveling big on that. I love it. I get so inspired when I see people traveling and not like doing all the touristy stuff. Although admittedly, I am secretly a big fan of touristy stuff. First time I visit a city, you bet your ass I'm going to all those big major tourist spots. But what I love is people traveling the world and having like a slow paced life. So maybe they go to this place in Spain and then they just live by the beach for a few months, like whatever it is, that's what lights me up. Some people are going to see that and say, oh, hell no, I don't want to travel the world full time. That looks awful. I want security. So look into what you've always been called to do. What is inspiring to you? Really, the question is, is we're asking with this is, what do you deeply desire from life? What is your calling? So one way I like to do this is to have my clients envision your ideal day. If you could start from whatever time you wake up all the way until whatever time you go to sleep, including the first moment, excuse me, the first moment I wake up, I feel silk sheets on the bed, like before my eyes are even open, what is, what am I experiencing all the way to, I climb into bed, I put the eye mask on, I'm going to sleep. What would that be like for you? And then once you have the clear vision, then you can start working on creating that. Maybe your ideal day is like, I just go into my job, get my work done, don't have to think about anything. I can be relaxed the whole time because I'm just crunching numbers or pushing paper. I don't have to be in charge of things I don't want to do or make decisions I don't want to make. I don't have the burden of managing people. I just want to go into my day job, spend time by myself all day and then and like get everything done and then go home and tune out. Like I don't that is a perfectly reasonable vision for your ideal day. So I'm not trying to place a value on entrepreneurs versus employees one over the other. I just want you to get tapped into what you're being called to do. And then you can work on creating that. So I actually developed a program called Find Your Passion, Live Your Purpose. Now, this is a program that I have refined through the years. I've had it for a long time. But the reason I created this program, in six weeks, we take a deep dive um, into a lot of these topics. But the reason I created this was because 
I saw so many people start a business and now these are the entrepreneurs and then they either fail pretty quickly because they weren't doing what they were aligned with. It wasn't aligned with their divine purpose or their truth. And so the business failed or they were successful, but they didn't find the joy or the freedom or the fulfillment that they were looking for when they started a business. And so then they end up resenting their business. And even if you're running a business, if it's not aligned, you can still be on that cycle of like, I need to get out of this. I need to find a way out. So it's really clear that people dive into the business start of starting a business, the logistics, the strategies, all that good stuff. But I want to remind you that there is also a spiritual part of the business that's really knowing your divine purpose, being connected, listening to your inner wisdom, following your intuition, and a psychological part of the business, really getting to know yourself, knowing your core values, knowing who you want to serve and why, right? Like the meaning, the purpose, everything behind it. When you get these steps out of order, when you do the business before you've done the psycho-spiritual work, even if you do all the right strategies, all the right techniques, all the business things, it'll fall flat. It won't work. You'll be missing the heart of the matter. So I really wanted to help people through this process of really deeply getting to know yourself and your intentions for your business before you start all the logistics strategies. Those are all out there. There's a ton of ways to find that, but you have to start with really knowing who you are, this is the content of what we go through in the Find Your Passion, Live Your Purpose program. Really getting to know who you are, what you want, what you really want, what your core values are, what your divine purpose is, why you're here, the whole reason you incarnated into this life, um, connecting with your intuition, learning to listen to your inner wisdom. If you're going to be the leader in your business and you're the decision maker, you've got to have a really strong ability to listen to your inner wisdom because you're going to be making a lot of decisions. And if you let the world or society or messages about you or imposter syndrome jerk you around, you're not going to have a really aligned business. So learning to listen to your inner wisdom, your inner intuition, um really knowing who you want to help and how you want to help them i mean people talk about their ideal client all the time is like i want to help x y you know fill in the blank i want to help this exact person with this exact problem get from point a to point b all that's fine but really digging into like who are the people that you want to help and and how do you want to help them we're talking here about transformation we're talking about this real tug on your heart, this real divine calling of like, what is the deep transformation that you're looking to support people with? How would you, if you were in a position of like, I'm going to be of service every day. I want to be in a serving position, a serving role. I want to serve people. You've got to, that has to come from your heart. That has to come from your soul. Because if you're serving people, like think of people who are in like waiting positions, like you're a waiter or a waitress, you're at a restaurant, you're serving people, you don't care about their meal, like you don't care about that, about getting them their Diet Coke or whatever they ask for, their side of ranch, like 
that's not calling your heart's purpose. And so imagine doing that for the rest of your life. Obviously, there are some people who are really passionate about being a wait staff and running a restaurant, doing it really well. But most people who are in like serving and waitressing jobs, they're like, oh, this is dumb. They really hate it, right? That's why, because it's not in alignment with how they genuinely want to serve people. So getting really clear about the purpose behind everything you do, diving deep into your core mission, your core vision, your vision statement about what you do, the whole reason you're starting a business. And then we look at envisioning the woman that you want to become. Now, a lot of people say this like, oh, envision who you want to be and then start to be that person. But like, how do you actually navigate doing that? So in this program, we go really in depth. We look at how do, how are you thinking? Like envision the, the version of you that you wanna be. How does she think? How does she feel? What feelings does she have? What choices are you making as her? How do you carry yourself? Who do you surround yourself with? What boundaries do you have in your life? Like where are you empowered? So we really look at envisioning the woman you want to become and then start to bring that version of you into the now the present moment and then finally we map out the next steps and look at what products what services that you might want to offer so what all of these things when you have all this self-awareness and you're really connected with your higher self you can listen to your inner wisdom you've got a clear vision and purpose for what you're creating everything you do in your business will be aligned and this alignment leads to real growth and real abundance in your business that's because you become magnetic you're sharing from your higher spiritual wisdom the message that you have that you were brought here to share you be, it just pours out of you. There's an endless wellspring of insight and, and gifts that you're ready to share. You become a vessel for being the messenger of this divine wisdom that is within you. You get to be the voice of God, of spirit, of really helping people remember who they are, whatever transformation you're offering them. It just comes pouring through you. You don't have to struggle. It's not challenging. I'm speaking from experience here because when I get on a topic, it just literally, I feel like a pitcher is pouring out of my soul. Like it's just a waterfall coming out of me. So you don't have to force it. It's not a struggle. You're not like, imagine that this divine message pouring out of you, coming through you and you're serving and helping people compared to sitting in a day job that you don't even like. Obviously one is gonna be much easier than sitting there and forcing yourself to waste away your day job that you hate and then trying to stay focused. If it's not in alignment with your divine purpose, you're not gonna have the energy and the ease and the flow that comes from when you are aligned. So. You can really genuinely serve people in a powerful way. You can guide people through real transformation through whatever services you offer. And that is what leads to real growth and real abundance in your business. So when you shift into this alignment, when you get your, your business aligned, you aligned when you're starting your business, then your priorities shift. And so what I mean by that is your business what you do for work serves your purpose and your life, not the other way around. 
your life and purpose don't have to adjust to some random business idea that you had because you thought it would be the easiest way to make a buck or you know your life and purpose don't have to be put on hold while you go work your day job for the next five years or whatever one year if you're like me before you quit those are the fastest paths to burnout and so when you get aligned it's you don't burn out you are actually eager to do more you can't wait to put out that next piece of content you can't wait to bring in your next client you can't wait to start that next offer you are so jazzed and excited because it is just you're in the flow i always think of it like um you remember that scene from finding nemo i know i've mentioned this before i always come back to this um, metaphor but when the turtles are in the like great pacific well, i forget what they call it in the movie um, but that like flow, that stream of water, and they're going super fast, like hyperspeed. That's what it's like when you are in the wrong type of work for your natural personality. It's like swimming upstream. You're working against the flow. But then when you start working in your natural personality, maybe you're going with the flow like downstream, but you're just going at the pace water is carrying you. When you do this work about getting aligned, knowing who you are, everything that we cover in Find Your Passion, Live Your Purpose, that's when you jump into that hyperspeed, super stream, whatever they call it in the film, where the turtles are just, you know, going really fast across the whole ocean. That's when you get into hyperdrive, because not only are you flowing with the direction of the water, you're going with the flow, you're, you're going in the direction of your natural personality. But then when you do that deep inner work, it's like it puts it into hyperdrive. Not only does it become easy, but then it becomes like you're blossoming, like a whole garden is blooming from you. Everything just comes out really easily. So one of my favorite quotes is from a mentor of mine. And she said to me many, many years ago, I've loved this quote so much, no matter how far down the wrong path you are, turn around. No matter how far down the wrong path you are, turn around. So if you've been on the wrong path in life, maybe you've been, you're naturally an entrepreneur, but you've been working job to job to job, or maybe, help. maybe you've been in the same job for 10, 15, 20 years, and you're like, you know what, I knew this wasn't for me all along. I just got pressured to get into this career path, or I thought it was the only option I had, or, you know, whatever your reason is, um, but you knew you didn't like it. Even if you've been, I actually have a friend who she's in her seventies and she works in a, she works as a court reporter and she did it only because it was the only career path her dad would pay for education for her. And she knew the moment she started that school to be a court reporter, she hated it. She was like, this is not what I wanna do. Here she is in her seventies still doing it. And she's like, yeah, I'm just I'm getting ready to retire. And it's like, it's not too late. She's been doing it for, I don't know, 40 years, like decades and decades have gone by. It is not too late. No matter how far down the wrong path you are, turn around. She still has the option as a septuagenarian in her seventies to turn around and do something she loves and is passionate about. And so wherever you are on your path, you can too. So if you've been an employee trying to be an entrepreneur, or if you or you're naturally an employee and you've been trying to be an entrepreneur or you're an entrepreneur at heart, but you've been trying to force yourself to work um, as an employee, now is your chance to turn around from the wrong path. 
and start walking down the path that is calling to your heart's desire, your soul's purpose in this life. So if you want to take a deep dive into what you're creating as a business, who you want to become, and setting up a path for what you want to create, building that business that you genuinely want, that's going to be fulfilling for you, check out, take a look at the Find Your Passion, Live Your Purpose program. You can find it at sarahbird.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-B-Y-R-D, sarahbird.com forward slash F-Y-P-L-Y-P. Now, sounds like just a string of letters together, but it's actually just the acronym for Find Your Passion, Live Your Purpose. So sarahbird.com forward slash F-Y-P-L-Y-P. Honestly, if you just go to my website, there's a link there. It says work with me and then it'll say find your passion, live your purpose. So you can find it. Yeah, if any, you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I always love getting DMs. Um, and I wanna hear like what you think about entrepreneur versus employee. Is there a third option that I missed? Um, being a trust fund baby, maybe that's my calling. <laughs> if only I could go back in time and have my parents be rich, that'd be great. Um, but can't do that. So from here on out, I get to be an entrepreneur. Uh, but yeah, tell me what you think. Hopefully this was helpful and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode for the training and insight that you need to create the business and life that you want. As always, I'd love your feedback. I love to hear from you. So please find me on all the socials at Sarah Bird Coaching or leave a comment over at the blog at sarahbirdcoaching.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-B-Y-R-D coaching.com. What breakthroughs, insights, and ahas did you have from this episode? And what action are you ready to take now? And if you're ready to build and scale your soul-centered business to the next level so that you can finally reach six figures without leaving spirituality at the door, join us in the Abundant Soul Aligned Business Program. This 12-week women's business building program teaches you the systems and strategies of building a business from the ground up and we go deep into the inner work of stepping into leadership in your business and life. If you're ready for the clarity, confidence, and cash flow to go from start to success, you can learn more and enroll at sarahbirdcoaching.com slash ASA-biz. That's sarahbirdcoaching.com slash ASA-biz. Sending you so much love and we will see you next show.